You're listening to the Department of Defense This Week, a weekly podcast with some of the top stories from around the DOD. Last April, First Lady Michelle Obama and Dr. Jill Biden, wife of the Vice President, launched the Joining Forces Initiative, a comprehensive program to highlight the unique issues faced by military families. Dr. Biden understands the stresses firsthand. She cared for her grandchildren when her son, Delaware Army National Guard Captain Bo Biden, deployed to Iraq. I mean, they face a lot of difficulties and challenges in their lives. For instance, one of the things, they move at least 10 times in their military career. You know, that's tough on a family to pick up at, you know, lose their friends, make new friends, new sports teams. Uh, you know, it, it's hard, but they never complain mm. and they, they don't ask for anything and they just feel it's part of their job. So that's The First Lady said the outpouring of support has been phenomenal to see. Private sector companies have committed to a goal of hiring 100,000 military spouses and veterans. Medical colleges have committed to better train civilian health care providers to care for war veterans and their families. And we've seen Americans, millions of them, you know, stepping up to uh, give volunteer hours on behalf of our troops. 13 million people have pledged hours of service. So it's been phenomenal to see a grateful nation step up on behalf of the men and women who have sacrificed so much. As the program enters its second year, Obama said she wants to see more progress. Expanding on success in making professional licenses more portable is a top goal. She said right now 13 states have passed laws regarding license portability and another 13 have legislation pending. Wednesday, April 11th was the program's one-year anniversary. In addition to a ceremony at the White House, Mrs. Obama appeared on a special military family-focused episode of Comedy Central's The Colbert Report. Now, for these families, unemployment uh, for returning vets was way above the national it average. Was. Where is it now? We're seeing it decrease at some pretty significant rates. So, but and until we get to zero, we still have a lot of work to do. We yeah. want to see that number at zero. Obama said she doesn't see any point when the campaign will be complete. Only 1% of Americans serve in the military, protecting everyone else. While volunteers are serving, she said, Americans will have to step up and forever. So our husbands, Jill and I, we're committed to making mm -hmm. sure that this becomes a part of our culture. Um, and I know that the president, the vice president, they're working with the VA DOD to set up structures that mm -hmm. will make sure that this continues regardless mm -hmm. of who's in office. Yes. These yeah. are lifelong yes. commitments. As a Blue Absolutely. Star mom, Jill's always in, and I consider myself, a, you know, an honorary Blue Star mom. <laughs> um, but this is a forever issue for us. For more information about the Joining Forces campaign, visit joiningforces.gov. Captain Barry F. Crawford, an airman serving in the Maryland Air National Guard, received the Air Force Cross Thursday. The Air Force Cross is the second highest award an airman can receive, second only to the Medal of Honor. Captain Crawford joined a DoD Live Bloggers Roundtable Wednesday to discuss the award and his experiences while deployed in Afghanistan. During a helicopter assault with the 21st Special Tactics Squadron, his unit and an Afghan team came under fire. We're actually spearheading the first mission into a completely denied area that had zero coalition presence. 
Um, we infill into a valley in the early morning hours, and the planned mission was basically search the village, let the Afghans lead the operation, let the commandos, Afghan commandos, interact with the locals, kind of driving up some intel, let them know that the government of Afghanistan um, wanted to take back this Taliban region and let them know that you know they're there to help and if they need anything, to go to them and not to the Taliban. According to the award citation, more than 100 enemy fighters opened fire with machine guns and sniper rifles. Crawford stayed in the open to guide landing helicopters to evacuate three wounded Afghan soldiers and two who were killed. As soon as the sun came up, which is about an hour after intel, we started taking our first small arms. It was actually another element toward north came under contact. A few minutes later, multiple enemy positions started engaging all the friendlies that were moving through the village. And for about the next 12 plus hours, we were under direct contact from an overwhelming enemy force. He continued to move across open terrain to guide helicopters and rescue wounded troops over a 10 hour period while calling in more than 40 airstrikes and controlling over 33 aircraft. The fight ended with a decisive ground and air attack plan coordinated by Captain Crawford including F-15 fighter jets and Hellfire missiles. We persevered. We were able to inflict a pretty serious um, impact in the area by taking out a large number of uh, Taliban fighters that were held up in this area and had some positive effects for the several weeks following the mission. And we were able to successfully exfil or depart the area without suffering catastrophic losses. This week, Army Sergeant Felipe Piera received the Army's second highest award, the Distinguished Service Cross. Sergeant Pereira, a dual American and Brazilian citizen, was leading his company in Afghanistan when a suicide bomber on a motorcycle detonated his explosives in the middle of the group. Two soldiers were killed instantly. Four were severely wounded, including his squad leader and fellow team leader. The sergeant sustained shrapnel wounds to his liver, spleen, and left lung. Although his lung was collapsing and he was struggling to breathe, Sergeant Pereira refused medical care, instead driving a commandeered all-terrain vehicle back into heavy fire to evacuate wounded troops. He continued to direct fire as bullets ricocheted off the vehicle, nearly hitting him several times. Only after all of his soldiers were evacuated and receiving medical care did he accept care himself. For more information about Captain Crawford, Sergeant Pereira, and their actions in combat, visit the Air Force's website at af.mil, the Army's site at army.mil, dodlive.mil, and defense.gov. Last Friday, an FA-18D Hornet aircraft from the Strike Fighter Squadron 106 at Naval Air Station Oceana crashed in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Both members of the air crew ejected to safety and all residents are accounted for with no deaths reported. The commander of Fleet Forces Command, Admiral John Harvey, commended local residents for saving the pilots' lives and responding quickly to emergency conditions. It was citizens that dragged our air crew to safety out of the fire zone. It was citizens that stepped up and helped move those hoses. It was citizens who evacuated the other inhabitants of the apartment complex and got that going and saved them from the fires that went through those buildings. It was a pretty amazing display in Virginia Beach of what citizenship really means and it came from an awful lot of people who didn't have an awful lot. 
The aircraft's crash survivable flight incident recorder was recovered Monday and sent to Naval Air Systems Command at Naval Air Station Patuxent River, Maryland for analysis. Rear Admiral Ted Branch, commander of Naval Air Force Atlantic, said those pieces of equipment will help the Navy figure out what caused the catastrophic failure in the aircraft. We do have uh, flight control, uh, digital flight controls and digital recordings that, uh, that the airplane does all the time and those we think are pretty crash worthy and we have, uh, we'll undoubtedly learn, uh, you know, the configuration of the airplane, the, the uh, you know, the operations as it, in, in its final seconds of, of uh, flight. So that'll help us out considerably. The Navy has begun compensating the affected residents. Initial payments of $2,300 will go to individuals. Families will receive more. The Navy is also working with residents to determine a long-term compensation plan. On Wednesday, a Marine Corps MV-22 Osprey crashed in Morocco, killing two Marines. The aircraft and its crew, operating from the USS Iwo Jima, was part of a bilateral training exercise, African Lion. Exercise African Lion is an annual bilateral training exercise between the U.S. and the Kingdom of Morocco. For more about these stories, visit Navy.mil, Marines.mil, and Defense.gov. The deadline to file taxes is quickly approaching. Tax day is traditionally April 15th, but because that date falls on a Sunday this year and because the District of Columbia celebrates Emancipation Day April 16th, income tax filings are due Tuesday, April 17th. However, Army Lieutenant Colonel Evan Stone from the Armed Services Tax Council points out a few different deadlines that only apply to service members and their families. Service members outside the United States would get an automatic two-month extension to June 15th, and if they're serving in a combat zone or a contingency operation, they have an automatic 180-day extension from the day they leave that zone. It's an extension to file, and in the case of the 180-day combat zone contingency operation extension, it's an extension to pay as well. Service members who need help with their taxes should visit their local post-tax preparation center. There, trained IRS volunteers can help them get their papers in order. They can also visit militaryonesource.mil for information about filing online. A service member should bring to a tax preparation center um, identification, whether military, driver's license, uh, social security cards for dependents. They should bring last year's tax return and they should bring all relevant tax paperwork affecting their filings, such as their W-2, their any income, uh, interest income statements, mortgage statements, or if they're planning on taking any deductions, if they're going to itemize deductions for donations to charity, if they have unreimbursed moving expenses from moving, they should bring all those receipts. For more information about filing taxes, visit militaryonesource.mil or irs.gov. You've been listening to news brought to you by the Department of Defense. For links to these stories and much more, visit dodlive.mil or defense.gov.